Hello, everyone. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. This is the first episode of the Wealthy Achiever Show. I am your host, Dr. Lakeisha Simmons. Seriously, I could just cry right now if y'all only knew how full my heart is because I am so excited to share with you stories of women, everyday women, just like you, just like me, who are on a path to financial independence. Talk about closing the wealth gap. Tonight, you're going to be so thrilled, just like I am. By the end of this call, if you are not shouting and screaming and excited, I'm going to have to come check your pulse because we have a show for you. I have Marquita, Marquita White. She is a nurse and she's going to tell us all about her story and just how she is on a path to become financially independent within five years. And guess what? She's in her mid 30s. So if there's anybody out there who continues to say, oh, that's not for me. Oh, it's not possible. I'm going to break down all of those barriers. And Marquita is here to help me with that. So drum roll, I'm going to bring Marquita up to the stage so that we can get started with our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Marquita. Marquita. I am yeah, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. And we've got some viewers. I want to let all the viewers know that please do leave comments, uh, ask questions throughout the show, and we will get those answered. Marquita is ready to go. We already have a comment, huh? Okay. <laughs> so I am excited for you to hear Marquita, everyone. So Marquita, why don't you just get us started and just tell us um, what made you get on this path to financial independence? Why? What 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 was it that was it some experience? What did something happen or were you seeing some things? Tell me what was it? Well, first off, Dr. Keisha, I just want to take this moment to personally thank you for this opportunity. I am so honored and I am thrilled to be here. So welcome everyone from the finance sector, the fire world and all the fire newbies. So when it comes to a little bit about what has inspired me on my journey, I would say life experiences. You know, when you go through situations where you've kind of had to struggle, it, it makes you question, it has to be another way. It has to be another way. This is not the joy that I believe in. There has to be some form of just a liberation of freedom and not being in that, that constant grind and that constant rat race. So it was more so of just seeing that the mass culture was just going a certain way. And I'm and wondering like, hmm, how do I get to the other side? How do I get to that 1%? <laughs> Good. Awesome. So I want to know, because you're a nurse and with the pandemic, I want to know how has that impacted you? Did that at all influence your reasoning for wanting to get on a path to financial independence? Well, you know what? I definitely would say the pandemic exacerbated it. It made me uh, want to go in an accelerated speed to pursuing the fire <laughs> for sure. Because, it, you know, that pandemic turned things upside down. It had me questioning so many things within my life, like, oh, oh, wow, I love what I do as a registered nurse. It's a super rewarding field. 
But I said, yeah, I, I definitely believe that that's a, a role. It's not a part of my ultimate calling. So. Mm. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you feel your ultimate calling is because one of the big things about FIRE, and so if you're new and you're listening in, FIRE is financial independence, retire early. And what that, that's twofold, right? So you have the FI, the financial independence, which means that I have enough money to cover my bills and expenses where I can live and be comfortable. It doesn't mean I'm out here living my best life, but it means that I can cover my expenses. I can feed myself. I have shelter and I'm, I'm good. I'm not rice and beans, but I'm good. And so then there's the RE, which is retire early, which means that I'm quitting my full-time job and I'm not doing anything else. I'm maybe riding off into the sunset and I'm logging off social media for good and I'm done. So some people are, are in between. And so for me, financial independence has, believe it or not, I'm kind of busier than I was before I quit my job, right? Uh, Marquita knows how it goes, but but financial independence gives you options. It gives you the opportunity to focus on things you want to and what that higher calling is. And I feel like this is my higher calling because Lord knows every time I try to be lazy and I say, I just want to relax. I just want to watch. I want to Netflix and chill. And God is like, no, go in there and make a workbook, go in there and make a early retirement calculator, go in that office and do something to help people. And so I want to hear from you, Marquita. What do you think your higher calling is? What do you think it is? What is your faith telling you? Well, you know, I, I during the pandemic, I, I had some soul searching moments of what exactly my calling was. And I came to the place of believing that my calling is as general and as common as it sounds is really to help people. And when I started to just look at just different areas of my life, I realized that, hmm, in this area, you know, when it comes to advice with relationships, when it comes to advice with finances, when it comes to the hair care world, when it comes to nursing, what am I doing? I'm aiding. I'm elevating. I'm encouraging. I'm uplifting. I'm helping other people. So I got down to the root of it. It's basically to help people. It's extremely gratifying for me. I get pure joy when I am helping people. And I believe just one person that you impact mm. lead to a massive generations. So I don't look at it as, oh, you know, it has to be, you know, just a, a parade and it, it, you know, it has to be showcased to everyone around the world. No one person can be a domino effect to changing the trajectory to someone's whole life, to generations upon generations. So I don't take that one person for granted. So mm. to answer your question, it really is. How can I be of service and how can I aid in helping that one person? I love that. I love that. And if we, can see how much you love helping people just being a nurse, right? <laughs> Especially during COVID <laughs> on the front lines. My goodness, I can't imagine how scary that was. So let's jump into it a little bit deeper because yeah. I want to share, because I know there are some nurses out there who are listening or those who are doctors or even teachers, right? Those who are in these fields that love to help. And you're on this path to financial independence and we're going to get into the numbers. So I want everybody to stay close because we're going to jump into how you actually do that in five years. But I want to know, uh, being a nurse, what did that, 
what did that require of you in terms of education? So then when we talk about what you had to do to become a nurse, we want to talk about the salary and the benefits mm -hmm. and things like that that come with being a nurse. Okay. Yeah. Nursing is not for the weary. It's not for the faint is those who endure to the end. <laughs> the process for that was pretty grueling for me. Mm -hmm. I know some people, it could have came very easily. I know initially, you know, I started off uh, majoring in pre-med and biology. And it's one of those things where I read that about what, 60% of people tend to change their majors when they're in college. And yeah, I switched over to nursing. After getting an opportunity to shadow the nurses, I realized that that was where I was supposed to be. Uh, I, After I shadowed the nurses, I, I, I said I loved how they were still able to have somewhat of a family life and a social life in comparison to looking at the what a lot of the doctors, the grooming schedules that they had. But I went to college and I obtained a Bachelor of Science in nursing. And that I got the four year because you could do a two year or four year. I did the four year. And for me, it didn't take four years. It took seven years because I initially was a pre-med major. So, yeah, it was a long time coming, but it was worth the experience. Like it so was. Wow. Let me just step in there because I know there are some people on this call who went to school and thought, oh, let me get a four year degree. And it turned out to be five years, six years, seven years. 10 years, right? So uh, thank you for sharing that because I want others to know if if it takes you a little bit longer, mm -hmm. hey, finished is finished. Nobody's going to look back and say, how long did it take? Don't ever feel ashamed about that. So thank you for, for pointing that out because I want people to really know that we're real people. We're real women and we mm -hmm. go through things and we all have struggles. We all have things in our lives that we feel embarrassed about. And so you got your bachelor's degree. Did you go on and get further degrees or certifications? What else is required? Is there anything else required? Well, it, it, you can go and pursue a, a further education that there's masters in nursing, there's the PhD uh, programs for nursing, but I stayed right at the bachelor's. I felt like after all of that schooling, I said, ooh, uh, I, I need a break. <laughs> I, I didn't want to pursue a master's, but I did take a, a different approach because nursing is so broad. So it's so many different areas that you can go into. And one thing that was appealing to me when I was in nursing school is to become a travel nurse. So I went into travel nursing because I had a desire to want to see what was outside of Mayberry, to see what was outside of Indiana. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in Indiana? I did. For all right. So uh, we were neighbors then. <laughs> I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. So That's shout out to the Hoosiers. I went to college in Indy. So. Oh, nice. Small Where world. did you go? The University of Indianapolis. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. All right. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. So now let's dig into what the people here really want to know. How what is a, a range of salary for a nurse? So now, so tell us for a nurse with a bachelor's, what is kind of the salary range? And then as a travel nurse, are there any additional perks that you get financial wise? Because I know with being on the front lines in COVID, were, were there any additional monetary uh, benefits for you? What, what was that like? Well, okay, so pre-pandemic, 
in general, I can give you just like a rough average mm -hmm. yeah. pay for a registered nurse. And travel nursing was kind of in that same vicinity as well. So on average, I, I know a lot of people thought that, oh, they, they live this, you know, grandiose, mm -hmm. you know, salary. They they're they're living, they're living large. Fifty to sixty-five thousand a year, roughly, is the average salary for a registered nurse, and the travel nurse is pretty much in that that same ballpark. But there are some various factors that contributes to if you it would increase or if it would be a little lower. It's dependent on the region. What mm. state are you in? Because certain states are some low ballers, for sure, oh, wow. and it depends on the specialty. It depends on your experience too, that contributes to where you'll be within that range. So just to give people an idea, like we were not making as much as you think. Now, during the pandemic, some things have changed. I think at this point, we have a lot of nurses who are rising up, who are realizing mm -hmm. that, realizing their worth and realizing that we're dealing in some really high strenuous um, uh, work pace work condition environments these are life or death this is not entertainment i mean we're 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 literally there helping someone come back to us to stay here on this side of the earth so at that point i think it's been a lot of nurses who've been rising up collectively and realizing and fighting for pay parity between us so that because there was definitely a huge discrepancy uh, with the pay with staff nurses and travel nurses. So I'm hoping over the years that we'll definitely, it'll level out and we'll start seeing nurses across the board being compensated the way that they should. Yes, absolutely. It's similar to teachers, right? Especially professors. Everybody thought I was a millionaire professor. I haven't met one of those. <laughs> that certainly wasn't my experience. Uh, you know, I worked at a private university. So luckily I was able to get into that six figure range. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh low six-figure range but that's not the norm most state schools don't make that much mm -hmm. as a professor so and luckily i was in analytics and in the business school so those things helped me but my colleagues know that's not common to make uh, a high, high very high salary so thank you for sharing that range of 50 to sixty-five thousand. now did you have any other benefits to you such as um Let's see. Did you have 457B accounts? Do you have access to any other deferred compensation or any other investment plans? Or it, it will tell us what are your investment plans? Do you have 403B? What what do you have as a nurse? What options? So it's fringe benefits for travel nurses it's it's a little tricky there because okay. we get very few benefits from that aspect because we take contracts we're working oh, with agencies okay. yeah we're working with agencies so what they do what we do determine we determine where we want to go how long we want to work there uh, where do we want to work now, there are certain agencies that will give you the options of having a 401k, but okay. that's about as far as it goes. I mean, okay. you're out there kind of working similar along the lines of a self-employed person, someone who's working 1099, but you're working for an employer. So okay. that's the best of all of both worlds. Mm -hmm. All right. So that that's important to know. So I want everybody to listen here. You might have to get out a notepad. So <laughs> what Marquita, you know, I'm good. Hey, I'm a teacher. What can I say? Mm -hmm. So Marquita brought up a good point. 
as a travel nerd, she's somewhat of a contractor. And I know there's some contractors here, so you can drop it in the chat if you're a contractor. So when you're a contractor and you don't have access to 401ks that most people are familiar with or a 403B, which a lot of teachers have, 457Bs, which a lot of healthcare workers have. So if you're a healthcare worker working for an organization, definitely check to see if you have a 457B. But if you don't have those options, then you have to do your own investing. And so would you mind sharing the type of investment account that you have? that you invest for, because if you're going to retire in five and you just give us the name and maybe where you do, or if you don't want to do, tell us where, but you know, do you just have a brokerage account? You have a traditional IRA. What, do, what do you have? So the people who are listening, who may also be travel nurses, nurses or travel, uh, excuse me, or contractors, what are some options for them? Okay, so we are, let's see, we have some questions. I'm going to pull that up while we get Marquita back on the line. So we have a question that says, I am a truck driver. I'm also 1099. No benefits, but the extra money can be used for investing in stocks. Exactly. So when you're investing, there are certain ways you can do it. If you have your own business, you can have something called a solo 401k or a SEP if you have employees. Those help reduce your taxable income. All of this can be found on the IRS website, of course. Always double check the facts, okay, at the IRS website. Now, um, if you are a healthcare worker, I want to dig into this 457B option again. Okay. So with the 457B, that's called deferred compensation. This is how I was able to build my wealth because I was able to then not only invest my 401k money that I had through the university at 19,500 a year, but I was also able to invest in a 457B, which is called deferred compensation. So deferred compensation is i'm just explaining what deferred compensation is Marquita. okay so deferred compensation is when the employer will hold your money in an investment account so let's say you get paid four thousand dollars a month and you want to invest and you want to max it out so one thousand dollars of it you may say put that into my 457b so instead of the company paying you your whole four thousand dollars they're going to take that one thousand and put it in an investment account called a deferred compensation account you can then invest that money in the stock market all right in the stock market and let that money grow and compound interest over time and then when you leave that employer you can then access the 457b funds without any penalties because it doesn't matter what age you are because it's deferred compensation so it's as if they decided to just kind of wait to pay you, but they allow you to invest the money. So it's really a sweet deal because I had a 403B as well as the 457B. In 2021, the tax limits on contributions were $19,500 for each account. So that was 
about close to $40,000 being invested in the stock market tax deferred, which means I didn't pay taxes on the money when I put it into those accounts. Does that make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. Put it in the comments if you have some questions. So think about that. Go to your HR department and say, tell me all the investing options that I have because I worked at my employer for six years and I didn't even know we had a 457B account. I just was completely unaware of it. I had never been told about it. And that was an extra 20K a year. I could have been investing in the stock market tax deferred. So Marquita, you are yeah. telling us about what you have, what options you have at, or what you invest in as a travel nurse. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So as far as just my overall portfolio with investments. So I do have the tax deferred. I have the 401k. I also oh. have a Roth IRA, the individual retirement account that I'm investing in and in, in maxing. I have my collective of brokerage accounts too. So within one of those brokerage accounts, I'm able to invest in cryptocurrency within that as well. And because of your course, that I took the Money Club Financial Independence course. I'm a huge fan of the Vanguard too. So I have the Vanguard index funds and ETFs, which I think is extremely important to having a divorce, a diversified portfolio. Awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty I much love it. it. So did everyone get that? So again, you, on this show, it looks like you're gonna have to take notes. <laughs> so she has a traditional IRA, she which is uh, tax deferred. Okay. So it helps lessen your taxable income during the year. And then she has a Roth IRA, which I believe is still around 6,000 for 2022. I don't think that increased. I don't okay. think, uh, but that's $6,000 a year that you can invest. And that's after taxes. And again, this, this is why it's so fundamental that you get into some education-based program like mm -hmm. the, uh, the Wealthy Achiever Financial Freedom that Marquita was a part of, because this is where you learn all the rules, how much you can invest, what can you invest in? I see people are asking, what what, what should I invest in? What's the best way to invest? How much money to invest? I see all these things on the screen. And, and I say that because, yes, you need to invest. Do you think investing is the best way to grow? It's one yes. of the ways. There are other ways, you know, real estate, you can start a business. There are other ways, but th this is definitely one way because over time, the stock market has always increased and it's increased more than inflation. All right. So that just means you're, you are getting a return on your money over time. So whenever we see the news headlines, oh, the stock market is down. 500 points today or 600 points today or 900 points today, you know, in, in the moment, it can feel scary. So Marquita, I want you to tell us. So this year you've been investing, you're sticking to your plan through the, you said you were in my program, the Wealthy Achiever program. So full disclosure, she, she <laughs> has gone through that program. She's now on a path to fire within five years. But before my program, Marquita, did you have any clue of when you would be able to become financially independent? It seemed like a dream far in the distant galaxy, the neighboring, <laughs> like the dark hole that's neighboring, let's say the neighboring galaxy. <laughs> I thought I was going to be working until I was, you know, oh. <laughs> yes. oh, 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 oh. but yeah, so yeah, before that, 
I had just dibbled and dabbled with in uh, Festopedia, and that's where I saw you being interviewed. Mm. I was like, who is this lady? Because I need a way out. <laughs> so yeah, prior to that, I really did not know much about it. I read about it, you know, they did a little bit of YouTube, but once I got in your course, you better helped identify and like break things down where it was so much more in layman's terms where I was able to be like, oh, okay, well, this is so much more obtainable. This is, is tangible. So yeah, you broke it down extremely well within your course. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that because again, it's always it's always tough because I'm I'm thinking, okay, God, what what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Is this this is what I'm supposed to be doing? This is not what I went to college for. I went to college for technology. I have a PhD in technology and analytics, so I do know numbers, but I didn't know anything about finance. So in 2017, when I went through a divorce, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I had the one income, I had the two children, I had the big house on the hill, right? I thought I was living the dream. Mm -hmm. And then it just all hit me that, wow, you have to support all of these bills on your own now, Keisha, what are you going to do? And I knew that at that point, I had to learn about personal finance, I had to learn about the stock market. But it's not just only, I want to be clear about this, it's not only about learning how to trade stocks. Would you agree with that, Marquita? Isn't it the whole plan? Could you talk to the listeners about budgeting and budget bestie is what I call it that you seem to really enjoy and live by now? T tell us what that is, uh, what the budget bestie is like and what it's helped you do. Yes. Yeah, so it, it all encompassed you being very vigilant and diligent with your budget. You have to know where your dollar is going. Because if you don't know, if you don't put a name to that, I mean, you're just blowing money away. So it's imperative that you get some type of a budget where you're tracking your expenses because that's how I was better able to calculate hey, what am I really working with? So your, uh, bet, your uh, budget was definitely the game changer for me because it helped me just really dive so much deeper. Because I mean, I thought I was budgeting, but I guess I was budgeting on like <laughs> with milk. But your your budget bestie was took me to the meat side of, of what budgeting was all about. And then you having the digital spreadsheet and stuff too with it. And I was able to see everything all coming together. And I'm like, wow, this is where this went. This is where that went. I spent that much because I had an experience in the past, you know, with my dad showing me how to budget uh, manually and on paper. And he did the digital RAM too, but I ended up putting everything. It went well in the beginning, put everything in the computer, lost everything on my hard drive. It was traumatic for me. I said, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore, but you know, my, I rekindled my digital love for budgeting through your program. to <laughs> <laughs> realize that it's, it's a must. So yeah, once I, once I did that with uh, your budget, I was able, and then you challenged me to, like dive deeper, mm -hmm. slash, slash those expenses. There are certain things that you can definitely live without. Like you get rid of those subscriptions, look into, you know, different insurances. And so you were, mm -hmm. you were awesome with that. So I, I have some stats too, where I definitely, I, I definitely slashed the grocery bills, the restaurant bills, you know, and got my expenses where I wanted it to be. So well, thank you. Your question. Yes, you did. Thank you for sharing that because I want people to know that the budget, the way I set it up, because it's just the way my mind works. I need to see everything in a column format 
and just goes down the line for each expense in one spreadsheet. And there's one column for each month of the year. So I can then forecast and say, well, I know in March, that's my youngest son's birthday. So I need to put you know, $200 aside for gifts and party. I uh, know in June, we like to take an annual trip. Let me start putting some money in that bucket for June for the trip. And so you can see it all in one place. And I just haven't found anything else better than my budget bestie, if I must say so myself. And that is what I'll walk you through in a very, the very first week of the Wealthy Achiever program. That's what we do. I mean, we dig in and uh, it's consistent that people save between $200 and $300 within the first 30 days in their budget. It's, it's pretty consistent that people who do it tell me, wow, I was able to shave $200 off or $250 off within 30 days. And I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. What would what you know the listeners? What would you do with an extra two hundred fifty dollars, two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars? I sure hope you would pay off some debt, make sure you have a really good emergency fund, and then start investing. Okay, so thank you for sharing that about budget, Bessie. I want to dig a little bit more into your uh, fire plan because I know mm-hmm. people want to know exactly how do you do this. All right, okay. so um. So, uh, so we got some. So this Do- Dominique is actually going to be in the next cohort and Ooh. she's already signed up. She's she's there. And so we do have a wait list right now, but I do have some spots opening up on December 28th, I believe it is. So uh, everybody kind of get ready for that. I'm kind of going through the wait list. And um, if, you, if there's someone who's really, really serious about it, just email me and we can talk about it. Because I want to make sure people who are in the program are serious and who are ready to make the changes because you will have to budget. <laughs> if you're scared of budgeting, you don't want to do that. If, if all you want to do is learn how to trade stocks, this is not the program for you because we have to go through your complete plan. I, I'm ready to for us to close that wealth gap. And it doesn't just happen by making some quick money in the stock market. You have to know how to budget. You know, have to know how to forecast. You have to have a good uh emergency fund right so mm-hmm. uh tell us so you're on a path within five years so obviously you went through my program in the program we we specifically go through and forecast based on the uh, your savings rate how much money you're investing of your income let's say for me that was six by the end i was investing 60 percent of my income and based on what Marquita is saying, I could guess that she's probably investing half of her income, about 50 percent of mm-hmm. it. And um, but I but that's her own. That's her business. <laughs> but I, <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say that's probably what she's doing, because like she said, she was able to reduce, 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 reduce. Mm-hmm. And then she started reallocating that money to make sure a debt was paid off make or, you know, balancing the debt with tax deferred investments making sure that Roth IRA is invested and then uh, investing even more in her Vanguard or other investment accounts that she has. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens is compound interest sets in. So historically, the stock market has uh, increased, uh, they say 10%, but when you take into account um, 
inflation, you can bring that down to 6%, 7, about 7%, but I always say 6%. And my budget bestie spreadsheet has 6% in there because I want to be as conservative as possible. And so if your money is making 6% year over year over year over year, and you're investing half of your income, you can now see just how quickly your investments can grow. I want everybody to get this, okay? I want everybody to listen to this. If you need to write this down, write it down. In the year of 2020, COVID, I want everybody to think in their minds, how much do you think the S&P 500, which is 500 of the stocks that we all know and love you, everybody's heard of the S&P 500. How much do you think it was up? How much do you think it grew? Now, I know you know Marquita, so you don't have to answer because <laughs> you're on top of this. <laughs> but it was up 18 percent, 18. So even if you say, let me just say conservative, say six and it was up 18. Well, that's a nice little boost. Can we say that? That's can we agree on that? In 2019, yes. the stock market had increased uh, the, you know, the price of a stock overall in the S&P 500 index was uh, up 31 percent 31 percent all right it's not always up it's not always up sometimes it's down in 2018 it was in about a negative five percent so it was down five percent in 2017 i'm not going to go through all the years of the stock market but i want to go you know enough so you get the hint in 2017 it was up about 21 percent so if you're not investing at least in your 401k, a, you know, a significant amount, then you're really miss, missing out on those gains year over year over year. Because what happens is the, the interest for one year turns into principal for the next year. And then that gets interest. So every year your interest turns to principal and that gains interest and more interest and interest and interest and dividends on dividends. And it just compounds in insane amounts. And so that is why you're able to see and forecast how you're going to be financially independent in five years. Did I do a good mm -hmm. job explaining that? Anybody have questions? You did it. You did an excellent job because you're right. Because I was already seeing some of the capital gains for me opening up, you know, my Vanguard when I started your program of of making like a significant amount. I'm like, wow, I I've made these thousands over this month. This is yes. incredible. I was not making that in a savings account, not at all. Right. You know? <laughs> yes. And so tell me, how does that make you feel? That's what I want to know. So mm -hmm. people who are listening and who say, I'm scared to invest my money in stock market because it has been down. There are years, you know, everybody remembers 2008 when the stock, you know, we had, you know, we've had the dot com boom and we've had uh, all these different events in history where the stock market drops. What do you tell people who are afraid when those times come and they're afraid that they might lose money? What do you, what would you say to them? That's a, a couple of things. Scare money doesn't make money. Mm. <laughs> so if you're scared. You're 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 gonna make money. <laughs> and it, it's from it's about the long haul too. So if you're looking to invest, you have to go in it with a mindset that basically watching paint dry on the wall or watching mm. grass grow. You, you, if you want to gamble, take out eight hundred dollars and go to Las Vegas. 
and gamble. But yeah, if you, in, in this type of approach, you have to be patient and you have to be pretty fearless. And, and if you're patient and fearless, it's going to all come together. And you'll be blessed with that perseverance and you'll, you'll reap the harvest at the end. <laughs> Were you afraid when you first started? So you took my course. So you, you took the leap and you said, I need to do this. But when you opened that Vanguard account and you said, okay, I'm going to actually put money in here and invest it in the stock market. Were you scared? Were, tell me how you felt. I was frightened. Okay. I said, I'm going to be putting this amount of money in this. Oh my goodness gracious. But <laughs> in the end, it was exhilarating. It was mm. exhilarating because within those six months, I tell you, Dr. Keisha, when I saw that I had made, you know, that interest, that capital came, I was like, yeah. see, see I don't know why it took me all my life like why did it take me this long <laughs> to do this but hey everything happens for a reason it, <laughs> everything happens for a reason so yeah went from bad to feeling exhilarated I love it and I want people to be empowered to say yes I can invest in the stock market because you can do it in a way that lessens your risk. You can lose money in the stock market all right I want to be very clear about that you can lose money and that you lose it when you sell. So if the stock market drops, so in March, 2020, when the pandemic really hit and everybody went on lockdown around the world, the stock market dropped significantly, right? More upwards of 30%. So instead of uh, selling, because here's the thing, you didn't really need to sell at that point because the stock market, you know, you you don't need the money at that time. Now, if you lost your job and you didn't have six months emergency fund or when that six months was up and you didn't have a job, then, yeah, you can sell. But six months, the stock market had already started to rebound from March. So if you lost your job in March, you didn't really have to sell at that moment because you never want to invest money until you have a fully funded emergency fund. You never want to do that. All right. I, I, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm an educator and I'm a person who's done it. Okay. I have a PhD in analytics and I've studied the IRS website more than anybody else probably. And so I know <laughs> that um, how important it is to not risk, you know, just make these blind risk. And so that's what we talk about in the program. Mm -hmm. We take everything step by step. And uh, so you will be frightened that first time, but over time, the stock market will gain. And so Marquita's on a path where she doesn't have to use the money right now because she has an emergency fund. She is fully employed so she can invest. And then as she gets closer to her five, uh, her fifth year and she assesses her number, what we call a fire number. And when she assesses that, as she gets closer, she'll start to put more money into uh, savings or cash because then the worst thing is if what we always think is the worst thing is that, okay, now I'm going to go financially independent. I'm going to quit my job like I did in May of this year. And then you, then something happens and the stock market drops. So again, you want to always have a lump sum of money to fall back on so that you don't have to sell when the markets are down. But even if you do sell when the markets are down, once you've built that nest egg up large enough, 
over time, it's still going to balance out even if you take money out, because if, even if it's down 20% this year and it's up 20% next year and it's up 6% the following years, you're still coming out on top over time. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm, absolutely. What mm -hmm. other questions do you have in the comments? I'm so excited about this as we're going to get ready to wrap up here soon. So if you have questions, go ahead. Uh, Facebook may not be showing as many of the comments, but LinkedIn and also on YouTube, please drop those questions. And for our podcast listeners, if you if you have questions, you can always go back into the live stream on YouTube and drop your questions in over time. Marquita and I will pop in there and answer those questions as well. All right. So uh, I want to just as we get ready to wrap up and we, you know, we have a little bit of housekeeping business, but I want to just say, Marquita, you have really shown what it means to be an achiever. You have done it all on your own. And I am so proud of you. I'm I'm so thankful to know you. I'm honored to know you. And for you to just even share your story the way you have. And you just, you trusted me and you didn't have to. And you worked with me and I worked with you. And I'm just so happy to see that you have a a solid financial plan. Nothing in life is perfect. No financial plan is perfect, right? But what I will say is that once you, at least you have a plan, you know what actions you can take and you know what decisions you can make, right? And I, so based on your plan, your five-year plan, and we've talked about, you know, the average salary. So people know that you're not super rich. I wasn't super rich. So you don't have to make six figures a year to retire early people you do not have to do it there's living proof here so i want to just say what is having a a plan you have a personal finance plan that you created through the program how does that help you going forward what does that make you feel well it has definitely made me feel so empowered so empowered and i know I've been through other programs too before mm -hmm. and I've learned different things and it, you know, it's all kind of compiled and I've learned mm -hmm. different things throughout the years, but coming to your program, it was definitely the guidance that I was seeking because you have to find plans that, that are true to what it is that you need. And it definitely was the niche that I needed mm -hmm. it, it helped me know that I can take control. I can be a lot more assertive. I don't have to be, you know, in, in the dark with things and that I have a community too with it. Like I I'm able to you know you, first of all, just been so instrumental and you've been mm -hmm. a blessing and just being so transparent and open and creating that safe space for me. I'm like, thank you so much for that. So it, it's yeah. made me on so many levels be so much more aware so empowered. I don't feel as clueless. I don't feel like a little scared little duck. <laughs> I don't. I just, I feel like I can do the impossible. I love it. I love it. Thank you and for being an yeah, open book. Thank you for being welcome, an open book. And, and, and like, 
Oh, you're so welcome. And, and that's one thing too, you know, uh, what I want to tell people, you won't know every single thing. There's all, you know, there's loads of information out there. Things are constantly changing, but just show grace to yourself, be kind mm -hmm. and learn a little at a time. And before you know it, you'll just be like, wow, I, I'm not where I used to be, but I am. I, I know a lot more than what I used to. So yes, that's what yes. Awesome. Awesome. Can you well, I want to, before we end, I want to give a shout out to, um, and you have so many great comments. Everybody has loved you. I've been sharing them on the screen, making our eyes water. Thank you for being so genuine. You again, I, and I knew you would be this inspiration. So thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Yes. And so just to wrap up, I want to share one of our sponsors, uh, Beverly's of Nashville Salon. So B-O-F-N salon.com helping us make this possible to stream this live. You know, uh, it, it takes a village. And so I'm so thankful to Beverly, uh, Miss Beverly here and Theodore Chisholm, which they take care of my hair. They've taken care of my hair for years. And so I'm so thankful to have them as sponsors of the Wealthy Achiever Show. So definitely check out their website. They have hair care products on their website and their salon is just amazing. It's here in Nashville, Tennessee. But if you're out of town, you can order products on their website as well. So thank you for our sponsors. So uh, as we wrap up, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in. This has been a dream of mine uh, to host the show. And I'm so thankful that everyone listened. And I hope you got something out of it. That has been that's my hope is that people can see themselves more clearly through your story, Marquita, and the, all the stories of the women that we're going to share. And next week on next Tuesday, we're going to have another achiever um let's see on the 28th get ready because we're going to have another achiever at 11 30 a.m and so you can get all the details on my website lakeishasimmons.com events page events tab and you can see what's coming up next and there's all kind of goodies on there where you can download a free financial calculator if you get on the wait list for the Wealthy Achiever program. And uh, there's other freebies that I have. Budget Bestie is there. There's other there's lots of free resources. She talked about budgeting and grocery shopping. So I have some a free budgeting, a free grocery app to help you save money on your groceries. So some of the little tips that I've used and that have really worked well for other women. So definitely go check out my website at LakeishaSimmons.com. LakeishaSimmons.com. And download some of the free resources, read some of the blogs, get familiar, get on the wait list for the Wealthy Achiever program. And let's do this together. Let's do this together. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, because we're going to be dropping episodes continuously. And uh, last but not least, I am so thankful to be part of the Conscious Combo Network with Dr. Isaac Adai. So he's helping make this possible as well. So I'm so thankful for him and our team and uh, Paviel Dance. I have to shout her out. She's been 
such a big help with making this show come to life because it takes a village people <laughs> to get this going. So I'm so thankful to everyone involved. So I look forward to connecting with everyone real soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.